Welcome to Failing Forward, where Daniel Almeida tells us, expect to fail. He's talking about experiences in advocacy in the Latin America region, on workers' rights, especially women's workers' rights, and what he would change if he could do it all over again. Thank you so much for joining us today. Can you introduce yourself for the audience? My name is Daniel Almeida. I'm the Regional Advocacy Advisor for Latin America. Tell us a little bit, why is it important to talk about failure and what doesn't work? Personally, I believe that otherwise we are not able to pass the lessons learned that we usually try to identify, particularly in my case, because I work in advocacy, that area of work requires a constant understanding of how are things going. You were recently involved with a paper that came out about trends in what works and what doesn't in advocacy. Tell us a little bit about that. The idea of that paper was to understand some of the the ways that we are measuring how CARES investment in time, in people, in all different resources had an actual impact on people's lives. So what this report was looking at was understanding how are we measuring the issues around advocacy, not only impacting the number of people, that there were also certain aspects around tactics and strategic understanding of the overall situation. Why is, is it important? Why is it sustainable to invest in advocacy action? Personally, that's what resonates the most in our work is that it gives the project the possibility of being sustainable, understanding again what the role of an organization like CARE is, an international NGO, that while we are supporting certain processes, at the end of the day, the processes that need to be implemented by those who implement public policy. To that end, there's a number of things that we need to make sure that happens. What are some of the things that we're doing wrong in that space? Things that we thought would work and didn't. Taking the example of one of the Latin American's projects that in Latin America focuses on the work of domestic workers, their labor rights and their overall situation within society. One of the issues there is that the approach requires two things in particular. One of them is to work with social movements. The idea is not to sit in driver's seat, but more empowered an agenda of social movements, understanding that they know better in which direction their members want to go. That's one of the issues. The second one is that this is involved in a political environment. This political environment can change. It's not just one size fits all what's needed, but something that provides that sustainability to a program in a country in South America may be fair from one in Central America. So the work requires us not only to mediate between these two major actors, right, the government on one side, but also the social movements and see how can we progress to accomplish those goals that we're trying to achieve. But then also understanding that sometimes there could be challenging situations that goes far beyond the scope that we are envisioning within the goals of our program. And are there specific strategies that we find are more successful or less successful? One of the conclusions in the report, something that we are constantly repeating ourselves in, in Latin America, doing advocacy requires constantly an analysis of the environment. One of the issues that we identified that is not necessarily portrayed in the report, but that, that happened is one of the groups that we were working with 
suddenly became integrated as part of an electoral scheme of, of that government at a particular point for elections. The basis of the social movements for domestic workers had, had been structured in a way that can be also used for political reasons. So that makes you think about how is it that you can understand very well so you as an organization are not utilized in a way, but then also that the basis of the organizations are not used in that manner. At the end of the day, even if they are used politically, they do have their goals. Let's say in this particular case, advancing in the rights of domestic workers, advocating for minimum wage, having contracts and accessing holidays as any other sector of labor. So for us to understand that, it required not only understanding very well the actors, but the listening to the basis, not only the leaders, making sure that the context is something that actually makes complete sense for everybody in this environment where we are working towards this one goal, that constant reading and understanding and listening very carefully to the needs and the situations that they are going through, it's one of the key issues not to risk the goals of the program, but also not to expose colleagues who are involved, not only care colleagues, but the colleagues from the social movements and partners with whom we are implementing this program. And sometimes this can be quite difficult. While operating through partners has proven to be very successful in many ways. It requires a lot of trust and a lot of clear communication because otherwise you can be exposed to be involved in a process that you're not necessarily planning to be. Talk a little bit about timelines. How long does this kind of strategic advocacy take? That's definitely something key. When talking about advocacy, we require to understand these as long-term processes. That while we can have very structured and strong pieces of policy at the global level, so macro policies, in the case of the rights of domestic workers, ILO Convention 189, that devotes specifically to the rights of domestic workers. At that global, super top policy level, it's an instrument that's discussed in Geneva and so on. For that to land at local level, not only through a ratification, because all member states should ratify for that convention to become a law and then public policy should be developed and budget should be allocated and so on. So not only that must happen, the second thing that needs to happen is that you actually have an effective implementation. Our evaluation is that in many cases, the policy, it's really challenging to be implemented for many reasons. Because of those challenges, many times it falls into the cracks of policy or political times. We need constant monitoring and there's exchange of good practices there between the social movements inside of Latin America has proven to be quite effective. We are finding out new ways of implementation that can help us to understand better. Some of the states are failing. That's also one of the issues that we identified, that lack of implementation, that you have a very state-of-the-art policy, which in a way 189 is. But when it comes to the implementation, the structural causes why labor inspections are much more difficult when we're talking about domestic work than when we're talking about a factory or uh, any office do bring some uh, challenges for the public servants. Understanding those two sides is definitely key in learning from how is it that some of these issues that are falling in the cracks are not working. We have countries that have developed very advanced policies and some others that have been very open about the fact that they are not willing to recognize the rights of domestic workers. There can be also the changes in the governments, right? And then we go back to square one in many ways. 
some of the things that you have talked about in terms of big picture trends that don't always work. One is thinking about how do you move from passing a global level policy to implementation? It's not enough to stop with the policy win, mm -hmm. thinking about how does that get rolled out? Another one you've talked about is making sure that we're working with the right partners and we really understand the political context for those partners and what they're up against. You've also talked about making sure that we're balancing the different political systems and the different actors in the system so that everybody is getting their needs met. And you've talked about investing for the long haul, that this isn't a short-term process. This is something that we engage in over a long period of time. Are there other common mistakes that you see either care making or you see other people in the space making? The reason we chose to work with domestic workers came from a consultation with social movement. In Latin America, the implementation of these type of programs goes hand in hand with the word social moves. It's also important to understand why is it there's this particular labor sector that's constantly being mistreated, that is facing violence, harassment. We realize that there's an underlying cause the type of work, which is care work, the type of worker, which is a woman. Women who are part of that work usually belong to sectors of the population. One of the issues that we could forget sometimes is that those structures, those underlying causes will require us to, to change the way society in many ways is thinking. How are employers behaving? Why is it that someone who employed an indigenous woman in Guatemala will think that she doesn't deserve a full salary or she should work more than eight hours or the access to social protection, social security. So I'm mentioning this because many times going from that top-down type of policy, we can't forget what's the overall point. If we are taking this to public forums, if we are reaching like the very top-level agenda of women's rights at CSW, all these UN gatherings, many times the results at country level in rural areas or in small cities may be much more challenging to achieve. My final point will be not to lose sight that actually if we are not reaching those women, those more vulnerable ones, then the program is actually not accomplishing what it should. Building from all of those things that you've learned about what doesn't work, what is one recommendation that you would give to somebody else to avoid this kind of mistake in the future? Having that constant communication with social movement should be the driver in an equal relationship. It has been very hard many times that we take a step aside from being understood as a donor or as a sponsor. And if we could actually be there as a convener, as a facilitator, as an ally, as a body that can help pass a message, that is something that requires insurance that long term that you were mentioning is actually in place. And I think that we've been successful in accomplishing that but not always. It takes a lot of personal even and daily relationship. While this has been accomplished, for instance, at the global or regional level, sometimes those relationships in the country level require a lot of work. The big lesson learned there, understanding very well, not only context, but also your partner and take it from there, but being super honest and being really clear in understanding that we as an organization are not accomplishing our agenda, but we're accompanying others to fulfill theirs. For you personally doing this work, what was the biggest surprise? Something that you were really convinced was going to work and then didn't? 
Convention of ILO number 190 on violence and harassment in the world of work. We were working with regional structures to develop a number of tools to provide support and evidence, and one of them was a study. We relied a lot on the information gathering that was proposed. At the end, it didn't work. That information gathering was not too strong. What happened was that we relied a lot on their times, but it didn't work out. We really worked very late to produce this piece of evidence, and we needed to change the title and readapt what we were thinking about, what we planned for in this new piece that was completely different. We are saying the government should be more successful in understanding this and doing this properly and so on. But then we, as an international NGO, but also also, in our role of accompanying these social movements requires us to be a bit more centered in where are we working, how are we negotiating times, so we don't run the risk, lose some of these opportunities. And the second thing, one of the issues there is that risk management, understanding that, for example, when we're talking about very top-level policy making that we are not imposing or taking the time of those organizations, for instance, going to Geneva discussing the convention 190 participating in panels all of this is really important right but perhaps we're taking the time of some of those leaders in very crucial moments in their countries that we are not seeing one of those things that can be learned from this is again having that open communication having those conversations that are required to make sure that we have all the information that we needed to take those decisions to make sure that we are not imposing that we are not being extractivist in the time of those organizations, but also that their goals are actually being achieved. Not only what we are proposing as a regional program, but then also what is the change that they want to see at their country level with their communities, with the members of their unions or associations and so on. And if you had to start all this work over again from the beginning, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? We fail together if we invest times in something that doesn't necessarily has shown or proven to be successful. We have done it at the side of the social movement. Those lessons learned are really necessary for understanding this better. Where are we going together? It's a process that we are not only we are learning, but also they are learning and we're learning together in this partnership. Doing together, I think, definitely been more systematic political context analysis that reality checks from what's actually happening inside of the country. Do you have any final words of wisdom for people who are listening today? Not to lose sight of the reason why we are working on these different issues. It's definitely common sense, right? We could tend to understand the programs, the projects that we are working on as something separated from reality. Or we are trying to see a reality that doesn't necessarily construct in the same way from country to country. There's a lot of trends also of even scholars now developing certain knowledge around care work, care economy, the relationships within the economy that has to do with sex or gender division of labor. It's really crucial to also get those two parts together, making sure that those social movements that we work with are part of that knowledge development, not to lose sight of the reason why we are working on these different issues. If you had to sum up your main point from this in one sentence, what would it be? Not to expect to have results that are 100% what they showed in the design of the program 
at the beginning. So expecting to fail and expecting to learn from that, not only as a structured monitoring evaluation, but also as an issue that we need to include in our our all implementation program for it to be more effective next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Emily. Thanks for listening to Failing Forward today.